0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: It's the Roundball Ball Rock podcast, starring... Dave Schilling Peter McNeely Michael Spinks Joey Devine The Bayonne Brawler Jerry Cooney Jay-Z in that elevator fight Sean Keen. Floyd Patterson! A nerd wearing glasses, saying you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on! Musical guest, five for fighting! And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine!
1: Hi, it's me, your host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and I've gotta say... We were going to record yesterday, yes. and then we decided there wasn't enough news, so we didn't record, and then all hell broke loose, so this is an emergency podcast. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about everything, but one thing in particular happened that we are going to speak in detail about. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm
2: charged up. I'm, uh, I checked all the security on my house, because we, we have a back door, but I found out that the door was locked, so uh, no one can attack us from, like, the garbage area behind the apartment.
1: Well, that's good. Uh, I guess we should just get right into it. Yeah, we should. Um, so, Chris Paul uh, proved once again... He is the most diabolical NBA players association president since Derek Fisher. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Scheming, uh fighting. Now, I don't
2: think Chris Paul has gone after anyone's wife, which distinguishes him from Derek Fisher, but other than yes. that, the same kind of lack of respect for basic human decency and any kind of morality. <laughs> is still there. Uh, that's what you need. That's why LeBron can't lead the Players Association.
1: <laughs> he's too good. He's too good, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's Harvey Dent, and Chris Paul is Batman. Um, <laughs> so, let, let's go through this. I mean, yeah. I still haven't said what happened. Yes. So the Clippers played the Rockets last night. Yes, showcase uh, game
2: for the Martin Luther King (laughs) Jr. Day set of programming. And all hell broke loose.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul led a group after the game, after the Rockets lost. Uh Uh-huh. Chris Paul led an attack on the Clippers locker room. Uh Uh-huh. To fight Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. That is correct.
2: So, according to reports... That
1: involved secret passageways, <laughs> uh, Clint Capella confusedly being a diversion. Yeah, so apparently... Clint... And the cops being called. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so after a heated Clippers-Rockets game with a bunch of ejections and technical fouls... Uh, Clint Capella went and knocked on the front door of the of the home locker room at the Staples of Center. the Clippers locker room. The Clippers locker yeah. room. They saw it was Clint Capella, and they slammed the door in his face, but that was just a decoy because James Harden, Trevor Ariza, and Gerald Green, it's
1: not clear whether Chris Paul or Tariq Black were there. I think Tariq Black was there. And then Chris Paul comes later. Yeah, that's that's like a Chris <laughs> Paul thing. I remember when
2: uh, at this same locker room four years ago, um, Mo Spates tried to and fight, Jermaine the Cl- and Jermaine O'Neal tried to fight the Clippers, <laughs> and that was another situation where I believe they were all yelling, and then Chris Paul jumped in. Oh my God, that's a siren! I think I think Chris Paul might be attacking somebody else in West Hollywood right now, Joey. Um, Yeah, so Chris Paul is an
1: instigator, for sure. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, this was, to me, all right, the fact that, all right, if it had just been Gerald Green, James Harden, and Trevor Ariza going through the back door to fight Austin Rivers, Uh I'd be like, oh, that's a James Harden plan. Right. But the fact that Clint Capella is at the front door knocking, to me, is totally proof that Chris Paul planned this entire thing.
2: Well, and he he apparently used his secret knowledge of the Staples Center to go through a secret back... A secret
1: passageway.
2: (laughs) Now, granted, I am imagining, like... A poster of doctor bus that you have to touch and it opens up a swinging door down a dark passage uh-huh. i think it's probably like a hallway with a do not enter sign but still but still like that's a he actually may he, he attempted to do a, a pinchers movement i believe they See, call it where you I... you try to you try to like collapse your flanks On an opponent in between you That's what happened at uh, Agincourt I believe Right.
1: Uh, see I imagine that there's actually A uh, It's like a speakeasy style Passageway where there's uh-huh. a guy uh-huh. And he slides Open a metal thing and asks for the Password yeah. and you yell Developers 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 <laughs> yeah. And then they let you in <laughs> Yeah,
2: the problem is that you have to yell the password so loudly it's not really a secret anymore. But, uh, yeah, this is this is incredible. So, accounts are mixed. It didn't seem like there was actually any physical fighting between these guys. No,
1: it's, but of course not. But it's the it's the rockets. Has there? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true.
2: Well, they would all they would try to like swing from like thirty feet away from a guy. And just be like, oh, look, look, we're we're putting up these swings. If they're not going in, that's just math, you know. You miss one hundred percent of the I, sucker punches you don't take.
1: I actually want to talk about Clint Capella really quickly yeah, before we yeah. get into okay. the actual. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems like, based on Woj's report, uh-huh. in fact, I'm going to read this from the Tom Ziller email today. Okay, great. Quote. Wode reports Capella confused just stood there for a while, then retreated to the showers.
2: <laughs> uh, Clint Capella, not from this
1: nation. No, uh, he's in, a young uh, man. From, he's from Switzerland, a historically so neutral, neutral, neutral country. Yeah, <laughs> he's he has the
2: precision of a watch. Um, he he stood guard like a Swiss guard at the door. He did not get involved. And, uh, you know, he he also laundered a bunch of Nazi gold. So he's very Swiss
1: <laughs> to the core. See, and he I reco- think yeah. he, I, I, based on that sentence, I'm uh-huh. going to say, I don't think, I think Clint Capella is too sweet. So they did not tell him the plan. They just said, hey, go knock on that door. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we
2: dare you, Clint. And he's like, okay. And he's like, look, there's a thing that they do at Clippers Home Games. Maybe no one told you. You knock on the front of the locker room, and they give you a giant mug of delicious chocolate milk. And he was like, ooh, <laughs> this is something I love. And then uh, somebody braids your hair, I think. So he, you think he's not a conspirator. Now I would no. Like to, I
1: think he's a passy.
2: I would like to bring up who I think is the saddest person in this story.
1: Uh, I think I know who you're going to say. It's Gerald Green.
2: Yes, because Gerald Green, there's no way he has an actual beef with Austin Rivers or Blake Griffin. Like they're just no right. way, and so. He's got he he just got his contract guaranteed for the year. Uh, there's no one with a more fragile place on the Houston Rockets roster than him. Right. And yet I mean he's been on the team like three weeks. And he's he is one of Chris Paul's designated lieutenants. He is like the red shirt in this one. You know, like regular cast members got involved and beamed down to the planet where you're like, all right, yeah, I can see Ariza. He's like the Dr. McCoy. He's like Sulu. Yeah, he's like Sulu. He's like Sulu. Um, And then, you know,
1: he's there with, with... James Harden's like Spock.
2: Yeah, James Harden's like Spock. Chris Paul's masterminding it. Clint Capella's like Chekhov. Right, I I
1: would say Ryan Anderson is the. the, um, Oh no, Eric Gordon is the uh, Dr. McCoy. Okay, which you know his his, the the Hippocratic Oath wouldn't let him go fight Clippers. That's true, he's
2: he's too busy yelling at Mike (laughs) D'Antoni. Damn it, I'm a shooting guard, not a four.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Clint, so, so and. Yeah, which Gerald Green in is Star just Trek a great, analogy. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's weird they didn't bring their commander, Worf, PJ uh, Tucker. PJ Tucker, right. <laughs> like, that seems
2: like the most important guy. Wouldn't you want PJ Tucker with you in a fight in almost any life situation? Not even. Yes. Like, if you if you could get him, even if you weren't a member of the Houston Rockets or affiliated. Like, I would like to bring P.J. Tucker with me when I'm negotiating rent with my landlord. Like, there's no situation <laughs> where I don't want P.J. Tucker coming along. And you yet, know who
1: you don't want uh, negotiating your uh, rent with you? Who's that? Ben Gordon. Ooh. All right. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eric's Eric's brother. Eric's believer brother. Um. Yeah, I have this sneaking... Suspicion that PJ Tucker isn't there because he heard the plan and he was like, "Y'all stupid! I'm going home." (laughs) PJ PJ Tucker
2: has clawed his way back into the NBA, and I think even maybe if it was just like we are going to confront them outside the locker room, but once it involved a secret mission and a, a deception and a like, I don't think PJ Tucker goes for ruses. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, he's pretty straight up. <laughs> uh, so I guess the I mean this is incredible. Like like for one, um, well let's I guess the background on this is like why were these teams fighting at all? And I guess uh, so. The the Clippers beat the Rockets in Houston a couple weeks ago. Uh, Harden scored fifty one points. I think. Austin Rivers went
1: for, like, 36 points in that game, too? Yeah, I think so, on James Harden, and was talking, like, mad shit.
2: Yeah. God, I am... I'm just going to say this right now. I'm very torn about this story, because I love everything about it. But it does really... Like, Austin Rivers is one of the primary enemies of Round Ball
1: Rock, I would say. Oh, see, I don't consider Austin an enemy. He's I consider like a... Doc the enemy. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's a little bit like... <laughs> God, we're meant to keep using super nerdy analogies, but Austin is a little bit like... Hold on. You Draco a... Malfoy. Oh. <laughs>
2: Where, like, his father's really the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, they give him way too much responsibility, like, that he's not really ready for. Where it's like, I'm just, I should just be a backup shooting guard. And his dad's like, You are going to work for
1: Voldemort, <laughs> by which I mean me. Uh... Then he's like, Stare at this vanishing cabinet. Yeah.
2: Man, yeah, he's got a whole... and he made he made uh, he made Steve Volmer give him access to his vault of Microsoft Goblin gold. So, that's... <laughs> but yeah, we we take a lot of shots at Austin Rivers. Doc Rivers, though, is perhaps the primary villain of our podcast. Is that crazy to him say? or Derek Rose? Yeah, and Derek Rose is like too ineffectual. Doc Rivers is going to be coaching in the playoffs again. Derrick Rose, I don't know what he's doing. He's he's almost emotionally I mean... ready to back up Jose Calderon.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, so... we've we've gone pretty hard on Paul Pierce lately too. We have, we have. Um... Who Daryl Morey also went hard on last night, but we'll That's... get to that. We'll get to the Twitter <laughs> fallout later. So we, um, <laughs> anyway,
2: anyway, the Clippers are not a team that I root for. However, I dislike Chris Paul's actions so much that it almost makes me sympathize with the Rivers family. But then, but once I thought about it, I'm like. No way. I don't feel bad for them. (laughs) It's a lose-lose situation. I could not be happier about it. I would love to see a seven-game series from these two teams. Um, Given the personnel, though, they might not be able to field ten healthy players by game seven. (laughs) Like Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin... All, all of these guys have gone down.
1: Austin Rivers, Patrick Beverly.
2: Yeah, there's a chance uh, Patrick Danilo Beverly Gallinari. could come back. <laughs> oh, oh, Gallinari, the the most injured ass in NBA history. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> he still has a gluteus problem apparently. Um, um, which team? Which team would you take in that fight if it had become a fight? How do you think? That uh, strike team of Harden, Ariza, and uh, and Green does,
1: um, not well. I don't think so. either. I mean, James Harden famously beat up Moses Malone Jr., so that's a a point in his. But
2: didn't he just camp, hire I guess. people to
1: do that? <laughs> yes, he hired guys. <laughs> so that uh, just wanted that's, to bring it up. That's just thought opinion. I should bring it up.
2: Yes, yeah, so he went after Moses Malone Jr. and Doc Rivers' his son. So he just hates the late 80s Atlanta Hawks <laughs> All-Stars. Um, By the way, I found—you should check this out on YouTube. I will put it up on the Twitter. I did not realize that Doc Rivers was involved in one of the worst fights in NBA history.
1: The Greg Anthony one?
2: Yeah, well I mean it's him fighting KJ. That K- Greg Anthony is the villain of the fight though. Yeah, basically Kevin Johnson draws an offensive foul on Doc Rivers at the end of of the first half and yells at they both yell at each other and then on the very next play like the Knicks are running some you know just play to get a shot off with 4 seconds left and Kevin Johnson just levels Doc on like sort of a pick, but really he just kind of dry-gulches him with a forearm to the jaw. It becomes this enormous brawl, and then Greg Anthony, who is wearing street clothes, and his street clothes are one of the craziest shirts you will ever see in your life, uh, just punches Kevin Johnson from behind, and then uh, yeah, like like it's almost it's a crazy fight. It's a crazy fight. It's like, it's one I was (laughs) not familiar with, and it's Player-wise, kind of crazier than the Malice and the Palace. I mean, they're not going in the stands, obviously, but almost every guy on both
1: teams is fighting, which is kind of amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So you asked me who I'd take in this fight. Who are you taking in the fight? I think... Okay, I think the Clippers... I think they're I think everybody loses. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like two people punch each other and then get knocked out at the same time. Oh, like the end of I know of that Rocky happened II. in a movie at yeah, one point. It's the end of Rocky. Yeah, II. yeah, at the end of Rocky 2. <laughs> uh, because Blake Griffin and Danilo Gallinari both famous fighters actually. Yes. Famous for punching people but also injuring themselves while punching. Yes,
2: just terrible boxers fractures. that's true uh, Chris Paul has also broken his hand a couple of times uh, now granted I think one of them he heard himself fouling Russell Westbrook is that right and his hand just got caught in Westbrook's jersey
1: I mean here's something we haven't brought up actually okay. concerning Chris Paul yes uh Chris Paul punches people in the nuts. That's true. And that's, um, you're
2: especially vulnerable in your locker room because often the nuts are just, <laughs> just out there. They're very easy. But Chris
1: Paul also did not go. It, it seems like he only led them through the catacombs under Staples Center yeah. and then hung back like an actual general.
2: Yeah, you were saying he was like the little finger of this scenario, like
1: just, just whispering. As we all know, ears, I, I don't watch Game of you Thrones. Do not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> but it does seem like a real shadowy, yeah, shadowy, uh, dumb thing. <laughs> well, also
2: uh, sneaking in the back way, due to your um, former employee knowledge of a stronghold. That's also how Tyrion Lannister attacked uh, Casterly Rock without a great hmm. deal of success as well uh, this past season. <laughs> so take that as well. Another another undersized schemer, uh, Chris
1: Paul and Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Man, what, what, this is so crazy. Like, when you just put it that way... Like, Chris Paul used his former knowledge as an employee Uh to sneak people into the locker room to try and beat up his former boss's son. Former boss's son. That is crazy.
2: But also, uh, I think we need to, to maybe consider the possibility that the Staples Center is haunted. Because there are oh, I mean, it's for sure. haunted. There's secret passages. <laughs> uh, people are stashing money in the ceiling tiles. So there's there's buried treasure mm-hmm. inside the Staples Center. Um, and then there's a there's a crazy old man that haunts the place, and his name is Jack Nicholson. But like, <laughs> but when you think about that, that Donald, the the first two primary tenants were were Donald Sterling and Dr. Jerry Buss like i just uh-huh. i just wonder how many just like secret shady sex rooms there are you know like those were both right. some some guys who who liked some extremely strange strange i think <laughs> like like is do you feel like maybe D'Angelo Russell was hiding in those passages and taping people? Like, we still haven't even gotten into Kobe. Where, like, would you be that surprised if there was an actual cage that he had stashed away? Like, that inspired (laughs) the news cage? I'm not saying who or what is locked in that cage, but I bet there's a cage in the Staples Center. Uh so uh, I guess the, the I guess the inspiration for the fight was Austin Rivers talking a tremendous amount of trash in a game and then talking even more trash on the sidelines in a suit during yeah, the game. Yeah, he did
1: not even play.
2: No, his foot's in a he's in like a walking boot. So yeah, so they were also they were also going after a guy who's on crutches. Which is That seems like Chris Paul's style. But
1: didn't James Harden also not play?
2: Uh, James Harden also did not play in the game, though. But apparently he's been cleared for fisticuffs, just not five on five. (laughs) He's been cleared for four on 12 action, but not five on five. So that seems like a bad decision (laughs) Um, for him to make.
1: Well, and also, weirdly... It seemed like part of this fight also had to do with Blake Griffin trying to fight Mike D'Antoni in the actual game.
2: Yes, yeah, so I I watched the clip and it's not really clear what happens because it's sort of like an incidental play. What it looked like to me, so it first of all when you see it, it doesn't actually look like anything happens except that Blake Griffin and Mike D'Antoni scream at each other. But uh, it looks like what was happening was Blake Griffin's running up court and he's yelling about Mike D'Antoni being really far out of the coaching box, which he is, but also it does not seem like that box is enforced with a great deal of strictness in the NBA. No,
1: that that box is not a – it's it's a
2: loose rule. Granted, D'Antoni's at, like, midcourt, but uh, – and then Blake runs over towards him while yelling, and I think what he was trying to do was make, like, incidental contact with him and get a technical called, which is what uh, – Jason Kidd did that to, uh, I think, Randy Whitman, maybe?
1: I don't know I, he did it to. Yeah. I don't remember who, but Jason Kidd definitely did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's so, a pioneer when it comes to the coaching box. Yeah, he, that's uh, true. The, the, as a player, he knocked into that guy. He spilled a coke. Yeah. As a coach, he's yeah. He's actually
2: not a, not not as many innovators in that besides him. So yeah. So that's that's something that he did. Uh, those guys really fought. They really argued. D'Antoni definitely yelled "fuck you" really loud and really distinctly to Black Griffin. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end of the game, Blake Griffin and Trevor Ariza were yelling at each other and they both got ejected. I don't know if they both get ejected if there isn't like a minute left in the game, but they both definitely made a meal out of it. Uh, Blake went full Dunleavy and threw his uh-huh. jersey into the crowd while they were cheering for him. Um, So it seemed like they were mad. Like. like it seems pretty clear that Austin Rivers is a relentless trash talker to opponents, yeah. to his own fans, presumably to his own father. I don't really Mm-mm. know. I don't think
1: I, uh, I don't You think, think that. Think so.
2: you, oh, he's channeling <laughs> that
1: aggression to everybody else. Yeah, he's like uh, the bully with the, the abusive dad at home where it's like, uh, yes, sir. No, sir, and then he gets out, and he's, like, really poorly behaved. Yeah, uh, but I
2: think the most, I, I would say the most vicious thing that happened, though, happened after the game when Chris Paul said that the Rockets needed to run the offense through their go-to guy, Yeah, Lou their Williams. best player, Lou, Lou Williams. Williams. <laughs> so Chris and Blake are not friends. And no. let's be honest, they probably have not been friends for some time. Ever, yep, yeah, maybe not ever, because it seemed like before the Clippers got Chris Paul, um, Blake Griffin enjoyed playing basketball, mm-hmm. and since then, I would say it is somewhat debatable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would agree. Here's okay. Here's another question we need to ask here. Yes. So, the 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 rating party, if you will, mm-hmm. involved. James Harden, yes, and Trevor Ariza. Yeah. And Gerald Green. Yes. Does this mean Gerald Green gets to be in the State Farm commercials now? Oh, that would be so great. Cuz well, he's I... the only guy not in the State Farm commercials.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point because he like would he sing would he sing the song that they they do? Yeah, he should be in. Maybe that's what he was really yeah. angling for. Is like he's not on a guaranteed <laughs> contract. Maybe he can get some commercial residuals. Although I did, I did hear that uh, Oscar Nunez was sneaking into a locked nationwide office last night too. <laughs> He's being led by Cliff Paul. He's been led by Cliff Paul. Uh, I can't remember the fake Curry name now because Sebastian. Sebastian, sorry, just his brother <laughs> has the real name, Sebastian Curry. Yes. And David Stockton, the actual David yeah. Stockton, John Stockton. He's, he's, he's very small. He's like the acrobat from Ocean's Eleven. That's how. It's a... uh, oh, also, we should mention that Trevor Ariza ripped Blake's tights and like a, a compression
1: pad fell out,
2: which was so like, too. but
1: uh, like butt pad, Like a butt pad. Like a fake butt fell out of his butt. <laughs> a fake butt fell out of his butt. Yes. Uh, um, I think that's the title of this episode. Um, emergency pod. A fake, <laughs> a fake butt, butt fell out, out of his... a butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, uh,
2: we we should mention this because it happened on the holiday. Uh, this summer, Austin Rivers got a giant tattoo of Martin Luther King Jr with a quote on his calf so yeah so this was a tribute to the great man himself (laughs) who led yeah he would have loved this the famous montgomery (laughs) alabama um bus station invasion
1: (laughs) when rosa Parks. yeah i mean uh, the way the the way yeah the way they (laughs) marched on selma Right. Was uh, they had one guy march on Selma while the rest walked through the back door. in the back door of Selma. (laughs) Um, All right. Um, Uh, There's also a great
2: shot of, uh, as as the game is just falling apart at the end, uh, Jerry West makes his way down to the clipper bench, and... Uh, all the guys are so happy to see him, especially the injured guys are like, yeah, like Jerry West <laughs> is going to fight the Clip, the Rockets with them.
1: I mean, well, he... Jerry West was there to fight Daryl Morey. Oh, right? that's right. Isn't yeah, that yeah. How that has that's to how work? they match up.
2: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and Daryl Morey is like, hey, 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 I settle my disputes in the world of Warcraft. <laughs>
1: Daryl Morey appeared wearing, like, a mech suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Matt Damon in Elysium.
2: Um, Man, I bet Daryl Morey is so pumped Twitter about Pacific out. Rim 2, by the way. <laughs> I oh, guess yeah. we
1: should talk about what happened on Twitter yes, after t- all of this. Twitter fallout, yes. I mean, basketball Twitter, it was the best night since DeAndre was kidnapped. I think that's right. I think it's
2: – there's just so much to this story. It struck a chord um, with so many teams that are that we've had so much fun making fun of, too. Like, mm-hmm. like James Harden is definitely – one of the very best players in the NBA and also one of the most humiliated on the internet over and over again.
1: <laughs> well, what's interesting about the, the, uh, the about the, um, it being, it is close to the DeAndre thing. Because that's another thing Chris Paul did not attend, but was at the center of. Oh yeah, yeah. He's correctly. like everybody.
2: Everybody go to DeAndre's house.
1: <laughs> I have some boating to do, but meanwhile I'm staying on this banana boat. <laughs> Let me know. When everybody, DeAndre signs. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we are going to kidnap DeAndre Jordan. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> I am going to force him to stay
2: with the Clippers, and then. I will force my own way out of town once he is safely under contract. Right? Isn't that what Chris Ball did?
1: Yes, 100%. (laughs) Okay, so the first tweet Uh of the night came from Patrick Beverly, correct?
2: God, it's so good. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. uh (laughs) He's been on the bench in in L.A. (laughs) Uh, So excited to come back and be part of the fracas. They announced that he's going to start traveling with the team on the road in two weeks. As far as I know, still absolutely out for the season. (laughs) No, that's
1: just for protection.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And he wants Um, to hang out with Teodosic. Dosage.
1: uh, So Patrick Beverly tweeted... It's a different culture in L.A., no more soft shit here, five exclamation points. So that's,
2: I got to say, um, although his team instigated the fight, Chris Paul definitely displayed some soft shit in that game. Oh,
1: 100%. <laughs> and, There's and I nothing just... softer than leading three people to a fight and then not joining the fight.
2: Yeah, and I just, I, I don't think Gerald Green is emblematic of a new, tougher culture in Houston. <laughs> so, yeah, point for Patrick Beverly there, I would say. Probably probably the one, probably the guy on the Clippers who hates the Rockets the most, although it seems like Blake Griffin maybe hates them even more. <laughs>
1: Um, so then, Blake Griffin tweeted, no comments, just a gif of Heath Ledger's Joker walking away from the hospital blowing up. That is a fantastic tweet. (laughs) Except, I find it to be sort of confusing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. To be honest with you, is he the Joker in this situation or is Chris Paul the Joker and the Chris Paul and the Clippers are the exploding hospital? (laughs) Uh, I
2: think Blake Griffin at least believes he's the Joker. I believe he Mm -hmm. has maybe dressed as the Joker on Halloween before and he may or may not have a big poster of Heath Ledger in his home. That Mm would not surprise me too much. Uh, no, I think he considers himself the instigator because he, during the game, had confrontations with, like, three different Clippers, including Chris. Fair point. Um, and maybe Blake Griffin just wants to watch the world burn.
1: Yeah. I, I, see, to me, Austin Rivers is the one who just wants to watch the world burn. <laughs>
2: Well, he wants, he wants I to mean, watch his, his dad, dad did burn give, the world.
1: I mean, his dad did give him a contract that uh, I believe uh, is a ruby the size of a tangerine every oh. year. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. And then yes. Daryl Morey tweeted <laughs> um, a picture of Chris. Of, <laughs> um, Paul Pierce in a Clippers uniform and said, still putting on his shoes. (laughs) Which, (laughs) the the fact that it's... (laughs) Paul Pierce has become, like, the NBA's, like, cuck. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
2: even, even on his... Even when he's on the jump, with two players who... Generally, it's people that had, at least on paper, inferior NBA careers to him. Look, I would take Patrice mm-hmm. McGrady or Chauncey Billups over him a hundred times out of a hundred. But uh, it's like he's a rookie on that set. He's made fun of all the time. but Like, Steven Jackson just laughs at him every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe that's like the fun, easygoing Paul Pierce, but it just... It just feels like everybody – there was like two weeks ago, everybody just made fun of Chris Paul on Twitter for a whole night Mm -hmm. because I can't even remember the impetus. Was he talking about Draymond making fun of him?
1: Yes. I mean, that's great. It seems like Draymond making fun of Paul Pierce – opened up like the floodgates for the rest of the NBA just to laugh in his face constantly. I
2: really want to know what the league thinks of him because I've just, you know, not not really a criticism but but there's a lot of um Bill Simmons has a lot of influence on the way you read about the NBA and uh-huh. he loves Paul Pierce. I don't know anyone else who loves Paul Pierce. Uh,
1: Mike Malloy loves Paul Pierce. (laughs) Does he
2: love Paul Pierce? I guess he probably does.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. The other tweet I want to read here, because this leads into a more serious conversation, actually, is from former Clippers point guard and my hero, Baron Davis. Yes. Uh, And it says, Didn't know there was a tunnel to the Clippers locker room. Shrugging Emoji. CP3 and Ambush don't belong in an NBA arena. Police calm the situation between two teams equals closest thing to Detroit brawl, dot, dot, dot. Tomorrow on ESPN and ESPN The Jump, according to Bleacher Report, uh, two laughing, crying emojis. (laughs) Now, the sentence I want to bring up here Uh is... CP3 and Ambush don't belong in an NBA arena. Does he mean... Does Baron Davis believe that CP3 should be kicked out of the NBA now?
2: Look, I would wholeheartedly support him if that was what he was saying. I think he... (laughs) I mean, that would be incredible. Um, Also, Baron Davis worked there for two years, so it can't be that common an entrance. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what Donald not, yeah. Donald Sterling was sneaking through that to heckle
1: him while he showered. Yeah. To talk <laughs> about how beautiful their bodies were. Yeah. Um <laughs> You all have such beautiful black bodies, except Baron, but, you fat piece of shit. I do think there is a serious question we have to talk about real quick. Okay. And that is should Paul if Chris Paul is gonna act this way. Yes. Should he really be the head of the players' association? I'm gonna say no. Because
2: he is leading a secret attack on members of his own union. Like it (laughs) to me, it's like if the if the president of the baseball players association was actively throwing beanballs at people's heads all the time. Or like Mm -hmm. you know, like Vonte's perfect isn't going to be the NFL's player association rep cuz he keeps trying to hurt people. Like Chris Paul. I'm sure I'm sure he is a bright guy, but it seems like there's something deeply wrong with him. Like just a deep <laughs> a deep unhappiness, a deep dishonesty, whatever, but I don't watch that and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a guy I want uh, you know, of uh, the union, especially. I'm gonna say sometimes those negotiations take place in May or June, and he doesn't make a lot of great decisions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take, who do you Sean. think? Who That's do you think? Should, take. <laughs> thank you. Who do you think should be the replacement head of the players' association?
1: Ooh, I mean, um, I know it
2: would. I know it would probably default to LeBron, like if he was impeached.
1: But uh, isn't <laughs> LeBron the VP, I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Who do you think should be running the Players Association?
1: Uh, it's got to be someone smart and someone tough, mm-hmm. but also someone who's not like. Draymond Green. That's
2: what I was thinking, baby. <laughs>
1: Everything you want, except for the fact that he's like too angry. Yeah, he's... like nego- Like Draymond's not going to be good at negotiating. Yeah, I mean because he's he's, <laughs> he's willing to challenge. Also, <laughs> also he kicks people in the dick.
2: That's um... all. Yeah, those are also members of the union that he does that too. Yeah, we learned that he has been trying to keep himself from getting technicals this year by uh, closing his eyes and imagining he's listening to his favorite recording artist, Luther Vandross, which is very endearing, except, I'm just going to throw this out here, not really preventing him from getting a lot of technicals. Mm
1: -hmm. He's getting a lot of... You know who I think should be... You know who I think should be president of the Players Association? Who? Kyle Lowry. Oh, I love that. Also tough. Uh, Yeah, exactly. He has, like, everything Chris Paul has except for, like, uh, the, like, (laughs) snake-snakiness. Yeah. He's tough. He, He doesn't back down. He, uh... Yeah, also, he... spent a lot of time as a role player before he was a star, so he mm-hmm. can kind of put himself in both shoes.
2: Yeah, he's had a lot of different... He's been in a lot of different phases of the NBA player. He's generous.
1: He gave a million dollars to Villanova this week. Uh-huh. He almost... Yesterday, but that was because Ben Simmons asked him to fight. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing because they got into a conversation. I think they both got tossed, and then...
2: Ben Simmons was like, "I'll meet you in the tunnel and fight you there." And Kyle Lowry is like, "All right." Yep. And then sprint the the into the tunnel. the hallway. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight Kyle Lowry. No, no fucking way. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to fight. There's not a single person in the NBA where I would feel good about my chances in a fight. So, no. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry, I think, would. Would be more likely to like finish the job, whereas you know, if I if it was like DeAndre Jordan, he would like punch me. I would get a I would get a concussion, and then he would help me up.
1: Mm-hmm. I think Kyle
2: Lowry would like, you know, like punch me in the spleen. You know, like like he'd, he'd yeah, know yeah. how to hit me <laughs> so the bruises don't show.
1: Um. All right. So that I think is there anything else you want to talk about with this Clippers uh Rockets fracas? Uh
2: No, I think that's good. I'm kind of curious as to who called the cops. If oh, was, that's easy to if, me. It was Balmer, dude. It was Balmer. Yeah, it was not a player. I don't think I think I'm going to say none of those players snitched. If anyone did, I think it was Sam Decker though. <laughs> Like, I bet Sam Decker, but but he, like, accidentally speed-dialed his hometown Wisconsin Police Department, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll call the LABD for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, they, they play again on, on February 28th. So if one of those teams trades for Bobby Portis in the next couple weeks, you know why. They want him. Uh,
1: Our friend Julian Rodriguez picked the best guy for them to sign. Uh, And that was one of these teams needs to sign Ivan Johnson. Oh, Ivan Johnson. You know, he's in shape.
2: He was at the Big Three. He's still very, very ripped, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Super jacked. uh, Looks possibly, he has a bigger beard and he might even look meaner than in his regular career. That's a great pick. Uh, that...
1: <laughs> um, All right. So, Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, there's stuff on Yard Barker,
2: the business on Mondays, and the everything report on Instagram. There's a lot of really dumb NFL jokes coming your way this week.
1: Um, and then we're going to be back. We'll be back later Uh, this week. Later this week with Jamel Johnson because on deck is happening. So gotta have um,
2: look. Gotta have on deck. (laughs) Yeah, that show is gonna be Saturday at the NerdMeld Theater in Hollywood, California on Saturday, January twentieth. The Mm -hmm. twentieth. Yeah. Joey, do you have anything to plug? Uh,
1: Tomorrow is my uh, 35th birthday. Hell yeah, baby. No, which there's a reason I'm bringing it up. Uh, And it's just because once again, another year goes by. And the one thing that makes me happy is that I'm a year younger than Dwayne Wade, who has the same birthday. (laughs) And that means he's going to die first. Um, (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz where earlier this month I tweeted where the hell is my George Foreman grill? (laughs) The fat just rolls off I guess. (laughs) Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's find a hidden tunnel to a locker room to fight our former teammates. (laughs)